Hello, 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 and here we are, the Bromley Buzz once again, and we are right here in the Bromley Library in the Startup Hub. Yes, although we won't be here um, so much in the immediate future, I think we're going to return to the Newman Flexible Workspace. And, Where it uh, all started. And steer out to some of the rest of Bromley, so beware Bromley, yes, we're coming. We're coming, so look, look out for us. Yeah. So, and I'm here, as always, with the wonderful, dazzling... Darren Wheel of Intune PR, and I'm here with the more than equally dazzling... <laughs> Zenat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. And it's great to be here again. It's coming up to Christmas soon. It is. Um, we've been doing our uh, Christmas buzz out for a while. Um, and Got a couple more. Yeah. And uh, I, as I was telling you just now when we were coming in, I was looking at the um, street front displays of the shops coming down. Uh, and blow me down if the best one I uh, found wasn't actually in the funeral directors. Francis Chapel, if I remember correctly. Isn't that amazing? Yes, you showed me the pictures of that. Absolutely delightful. But you know what? I, I Talking of lights and decoration, I have actually noticed this year there are a lot more decorations in shops, on the streets, and people's homes. I mean, my high street, my high street, or should I say, my road and parallel roads where I live are just covered with decorations. It's absolutely beautiful. It's such a lovely feeling. And I think it's probably to do with uh, the lockdown. Mm. People are now feeling a bit more festive and excited, and they, people just want to feel happier and more buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, every year when it gets to the end of the Christmas period, uh, I, when they come down, I feel a little bit sad, really, because yeah. I think, well, wouldn't it be nice to be a bit more illuminated for the rest of the year as well, because it's so cheerful. Shall I tell you a little secret? Go on. One of my lights that I have twirled around my staircase, that stays up there, 365 days a year. I can't be bothered taking it down. <laughs> I actually quite like it up there, and every so often I'll put it on and it twinkles. There's no law saying that it should be taken down. No. No. And people put their Christmas trees out at different rates to each other as well, mm. right across Bromley. Anyway, we yeah, are... Anyway, so today's show. Tell us about today's show. What are we expecting well, to hear? Well, um, the usual uh, content along the lines of what's been buzzing us or should be buzzing other people who are like us residents in Bromley. Mm. Um, we also have uh, a... Soup's on, uh, a snippet of uh, news and spotted on social and uh, news. Uh, but we also have two interviews, or at least uh, we should have two interviews. Mm -hmm. I've done, done one of them already, which is with Anna Flockett, editor-in-chief of Startups magazine. So I can look forward to that one. I did rant a bit about Bromley during that interview, it has to be said. So um, I, I buzzed excessively when um, <laughs> it, it, interviewing someone else. You should always actually not speak too much at length yourself. But you um, love to speak. You've noticed, and so has uh, everyone else. On here yes, right I'm sure they have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and That's why I do the interruptions. Uh, and hopefully this afternoon I'll also be interviewing one of the uh, cast members from the Da Vinci Code show, which is appearing in the nice. Churchill Theatre in the new year. Fantastic. So, uh, straight in then, Buzz, what's been getting you going this week, Zee? What's been getting me going? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, you gave me some great news, and I've, it just literally sparked my head. Mm. The whole Kevin Clifton probably in the new year. Yes, um, bless the Churchill Theatre. <laughs> Maybe a little dance on the dance floor. I think the actual interview will be a bit on the remote side, and uh, <laughs> if they're bubbled, you, they're bubbled, you won't yeah. get anywhere near the guy. Um. Um, but if they're not so bubbled, uh, you know, or if they're 
quintuple vaccinated and uh, yes. are wearing a noggy suit, which is the name of those sort of nuclear warfare white yes. defence things. Um, you know, and have these been both of you have been sprayed head from to foot, not with spray tan as in strictly, but with um, alcohol your, hand sanitizer. Well, can we get some of your T-pole sanitizer and you can just spray me with it? Yes, uh, uh, that's no problem at all. Yeah, but yeah. E either way, do you know what? I'm so excited. I think it will be so lovely to have that interview with him because he is one of my favourite Strictly dancers. Well, both he and others. his sisters have won the show, yeah, haven't they? Um, they have, yes. And talking of it, uh, did you catch up with Strictly last night? I did indeed. I was in tears. Was that, was that because of the people going through or Reese going out? Both, both. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it just really, I felt it this time because the standards this mm. year have been incredible. You know, what all the judges are saying is absolutely right. The standard has been incredible. Yeah, um, I mean, he put together two really good dances and still got danced out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I went on to uh, Instagram in my mm. Intune PR guys and followed him. Uh, and uh, I sent him a message last night. Now he's 100,000, 200,000 followers, whatever it is, and will he take any notice of my message? Which basically said, you know, you've been pretty inspirational, fab, well done uh, mm. for achieving what you have. But social media is so famed for trolls and nastiness Absolutely, and so on. Yeah. That if anyone's good about social media, don't let it put you off. Go in there and be nice to people. Absolutely, so, so if yes, he reads yes. that and all the horrible stuff that he may receive occasionally. Well, I'm uh, hoping to connect with um, some of the dancers there, or as many as I can, because do you know what? It would be my dream come true if I could get at least one or two of them, and I'm talking about the celebrities, on the show, my Mindset Matters show, to talk about mental health and well-being how it how has the pressure been for them you know the ups and the downs and how have they overcome those challenges i just would love to get an insight to that well what's it like being in the studio so since you're my pe guy pe guy i mean my pr guy <laughs> be my pr guy no i think this is achievable um mm. yeah i, I if you take the recordings they're doing at the moment, they don't have a studio audience in there. No. So it was quite funny two or three weeks ago when Craig Wilbur Hallwood um, uh, was barracked by one of the audience. And yes. uh, he, he turned round and uh, <laughs> uh, said, Who, who's the, Neil, that's it, Neil. the uh, beardy guy, dancer. I said, Neil, I know that was you that made that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so that probably did Craig's mental health some good, actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I love the relationship between Craig and um, Motsi. It's yeah. just incredible. And I love the way through this perspective, she's like tapping and pointing <laughs> at him and going, oi, 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 oi. Anyway, let's not bore everyone about our passion of Strictly. Uh, what's oh, your I buzz? I don't know. I think it must be BBC's <laughs> flagship show. I suspect that most of our followers <laughs> like the thing. Um, yeah, my buzz. Your uh, buzz. It was actually soon after we left yes, uh, last time for our recording, I, I slid across to the Studio Gusto Italian Delicatessen oh, on the right, Road. That's right. And uh, not only did I have a really nice... Uh, lunch, uh, which consisted of pepperoni pizza slice mm. and uh, a, a shared with daughter um, ham and mozzarella so bread thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they also had a little sort of tube like a salami of induja 
uh, which is the mm -hmm. spicy, beefy stuff that you get on yeah. quite a lot of pizzas now, which I haven't seen on sale anywhere. And also the cheapest of the burratas I've seen in the borough, uh, burrata being that mozzarella thing mm. with a sort of oozy oh, inside. Oh, my goodness. Right. Is yeah. it lunchtime yet? <laughs> uh, you can slide off down there yourself. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was it's just really good. Lovely place to go. Only dream open a little while. Uh, so go and discover. Yes, absolutely. I introduced you to that place, didn't I? You did. Because uh, it's that right was, down that from was one during of the, the episode when we recorded in the flat, which also yes, generated from the balcony. all the nice pictures. Gorgeous yeah. picture that mm. was. Um, yeah, you went there, and I also introduced you to uh, the Unico Gelato place, where you had a lovely cappuccino, didn't you? I did. And that's um, where you tasted the lemon meringue tart. Yes. We, we need the summer for the uh, various ice cream and ice cream cakes they've got. No, in you don't need summer for ice cream. What planet are you on? Uh, the planet of British Convention. <laughs> mm. For a gelato, any time of the year. But right. I had an affogato, didn't I? That was absolutely divine. Coffee and ice cream. Right. Let's think... Oh, my buzz. Yes. Oh, yes. You were supposed to ask me what my buzz is. I'll no, ask me, Zena. What's your buzz? Okay, my buzz is... Ah. <laughs> No. Carry on, I can just put my feet up with the rest you of the You could show do, now. couldn't you? Mm. Uh, my, uh, my buzz this week is, uh, well, a few shows few shows ago, mm. we had Juvie, Juvie, oh my gosh, I'm having a problem. What did you put in my hot chocolate? <laughs> Nothing, actually. I was <laughs> going to get the Bailey's one from the market on Broadly High Street, but they're shut today. Oh dear. Maybe you should have got some. You anyway, you ended up with a morning sausage from the sausage bar until I found a hot chocolate place. <laughs> Anyway, back to my buzz. Mm. Julie Coville. She was on our show, The Bromley Buzz, a few episodes ago. And she's a fundraiser. And she fundraises for the Orpington Football Club. Yep. And after meeting here, her here on The Bromley Buzz, we got chatting. She contacted me. And I am super, super, super excited because next week I shall be delivering a two workshops. So for five to eight-year-olds and then from nine to 14-year-olds so two workshops um, around mindset and resilience that's catered to uh, football sports the men uh, you know your thinking your mentality around that your self-awareness and the resilience that you build but also those life skills that you can take outside of the pitch as well as life skills that you can bring from outside to inside so i'm really really excited to be delivering this workshop yeah they're, they're a very very progressive uh, football club they are lots of tons of people lots of teams mm. 40 or so of them and they've got their young leaders scheme i think this is to do with that uh, and one of the things there is, I was talking earlier about um, social media and trolling and so on. The, the children of the age that you're talking to, of course, will be coming on to, if they haven't already got them, getting mm. mobile phones, getting social media accounts. Absolutely. Whether or not the, the things say you should be 18 or whatever mm. you've got them, a lot of people ignore that stuff. Uh, and um, they will be subject to the pressures that go mm. with that. So anything you can do that guides them in that and any other area way, at all, it, it just means a lot. Absolutely, and it's going to be an all-rounder skill. I mean, the whole thing that Julie does um, in terms of fundraising, also, you know, they've got a budget. Apparently, they get that um, every year. And what they do with that budget is they use it in the life skills that these children need so not necessarily just sports but it can be educational it could be all sorts of different aspects so brilliant absolutely brilliant 
Right, I have a, a buzz about hats. Well, it's not really about hats, but buzz it gives me hats. an excuse to do a, do a little bit of song here as we keep doing. Oh, where did you get that hat? Where did you get that hat? I can't remember the rest of this the one. song. And yes, you've got a lovely hat on today as well, so <laughs> there we go. Um, however, this is actually about something we put on uh, the Bromley Buzz Instagram, uh, mm. hashtag Bromley Buzz, uh, just the other day, because uh, the post toppers, which we've alluded to on previous shows, which mm. are knitted... Uh, covers for the old-fashioned red round post boxes. Uh, Goddington Park, or just outside of it, um, as you go down towards the M25 from Orpington, has an absolute beauty on it, a little Christmas scene with a little house (laughs) with Santa's washing out behind, Santa out the front, Christmas tree with lights on it. One of them looks like Hansel and Gretel home, the sweet home. Yeah. No, it's a thing of beauty, and whoever did it... Bravo, bravo. Uh, yeah, absolute congratulations from the Bombay Guys team. I think you might be taking up knitting. Uh, my, my daughter, as aforementioned, is thinking about it. My other daughter crochets already. So, Lovely, uh, fantastic. It, it's um, it's actually long. quite therapeutic. Ah, absolutely. Um, been doing a lot of jigsaws lately, that's good too. Mm. Sarah Marsh Collins loved that. Mm. She likes Unless you think you've lost the last piece, which we did the other day, and I discovered it <laughs> under the couch. <laughs> oh, stress. dear. Right, anything else been uh, lifting you in the last few days? Well, do you know what? It was lovely to get together with some of the Friday Wind Down uh, members. So the networking event that I hold with Chandra, Tony, uh, Lillian and Tim. It's a networking event for collaboration and just building those relationships. Anyway, so I organised, it was originally supposed to be a dinner, but because obviously the whole COVID thing and Mm. lots happening, we decided just to make it an informal drinks. And we went down to Weatherspoons in uh, Bromley South, opposite Bromley South Station, which I never go in because it's always full of very, very young people. But the drinks are cheap and cheerful, but not horrible. Mm. Anyway... Besides that, you know, there was Ertash, his lovely, delightful wife, Zizi, Amanda, Chandra, and Jason came along as well. And it was just an awesome night, just chatting away and catching up and laughing and giggling. Jason showed some of his singing talents and later on the night went on to Vuvu. Do you know what? I've lived here for 40 years. I have never been into the club Vuvu. Mm -hmm. Jason's a bad influence. I went in. He goes, you can't leave, because he was waiting for his daughter to come out of the dive bar. And he goes, you can't leave me alone. So I ended up going in. And it had a lot of fun. And we were grooving. It's a club, a dancing club. Yeah. Nightclub. What sort of music do you have on? A bit of everything. Mm. A bit of everything. Yes, it was good to dance. It isn't a a pick-up bar, is it? And hence Jason's fear. No, 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 Not no. Not like, uh, well, like Sinatra's in uh, Croydon, which was infamous for... Oh, my goodness. No, all yeah. bars are pick-up clubs, <laughs> <laughs> from what I remember. It, it was lovely. It was really nice, but I did realise, gosh, I'm far too old for this. <laughs> anyway, it was a real buzz. Had an amazing time. So, yes, that was a... It's just what I needed that week. Yeah, uh, and I rather doubt you're too old, in actual fact, so... No, Club 18.30, if it's still going, off you go, Z. <laughs> well, as long as you keep bringing in the champagne and the Prosecco, that's fine. Well, I managed hot chocolate today. You did, and it's absolutely divine. Can I return to our new theme, which I think is going to absorb the rest of the shows forever? Knitting. Knitting? Yeah. Uh, 
I went, I didn't go actually, my family went mm. to the Gingham Goose Fair, which is a long-term mm. regular fair at Hayes, but of course they were doing their uh, Christmas version uh, the other day. And a lot of things came home uh, from my uh, wife and daughter from that. Uh, but amongst them were, <laughs> my personal highlight was a knitted sprout with little googly eyes and um, uh, uh, Christmas decks on mm. it, um, which is actually a Christmas tree decoration, which is not the likes <laughs> thing I've ever seen before. Uh, a knitted hat, knitted paper chain, which is now draped over part of the um, dining room, uh, fingerless gloves, that was another one. Yeah. Uh, so it was, there were lots of various things, mm. paper and presumably wood and other, because it's a craft fair. It is, yeah. Uh, but knitting seemed to be like their, their, um, their go-to the thing, and thing. the prices were good. So keep a lookout for the Gingham Goose Fair. I mean, just like the Friday Wind Down you mentioned earlier on, it has a Facebook page. So if you looked up facebook.com, Gingham Goose, G-I-G, sorry, G-I-N-G-H-H-A-M, Goose, uh, you'll find it and be able to go to them in the new year when they resume. Brilliant. Why is it called the Goose Fair? Does, is it traditionally they used to have loads of geese there or something? Well, this is in Hayes, um, and uh, maybe there are goose connotations for Hayes. Mm. I, th I feel a, a buzz investigation coming on here. Now, we have a sample of an interview with a special guest. The full interview will appear in a separate special episode. This guest is appearing in the Da Vinci Code at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley between the 10th and the 15th of January. Right, welcome to the Bromley Buzz, Danny John Jules. I'm very excited to have you here as a, a person that has followed your career with interest in various things down the years. And now you're coming to Bromley. Woo! Hey, hey! Yeah. Hello, my one man show, you know, Bromley. Rep Theatre is, you know, is the backbone. So I, I've been, you know, repping for years. Well, please come back as yourself, as well as, um, and this is what yeah. we're talking about, the Da Vinci Code in January. The Da Vinci Code, that phenomenon, otherwise known as. Yeah, a, a ridiculous amount of books sold, uh, a massive film. and uh, yeah, it's like uh, 100 million books, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the most reassuring thing is that Dan Brown has given it his blessing and, and is sort of all part of it, which is just phenomenal. And this makes you the new Ian McKellen because you've got his role from the film. I'm the second person to play this role, isn't I? Yeah. That's a very um, distinguished pair of footsteps. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, you know, a lord of the theatre. Well, uh, you know, you, you've done a load of things, a lot of uh, different things from dance to comedy to acting to singing so you've yeah. got you've got your own fairly massive cv I've got my own axe to grind now, yeah but funny enough but some, i was talking to someone about it yes you know of course you you, you it, stepping into any actor's character for any other actor is a dilemma you know i'd like to see sir ian's face if um, i told him that he was playing the cat in next red door you know that would be funny wouldn't it you know what? I think he might yeah, carry it off. You're going to be asking him the same questions. Yeah, let, let, oh, you're going to be playing the cat. You know, <laughs> that'd be the most sarcastic <laughs> version of the cat ever. Exactly. <laughs> Good gracious! Now, tell me a little bit about the Da Vinci Code story. What? What, what is it? Code story. 
Mm. Well, it's the it's the it's the quintessential Hollywood film, isn't it? Finding of the Holy Grail. Interesting. I'm going to see if I can get down for that. I think it'll be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, uh, the whole idea of condensing something which is worldwide onto mm. one stage. But one of the great things about theatre is the way that um, the set directors are. are stunning at recreating different places by rotating the stage and all this mm. sort of thing. It's actually one of the more intriguing things about how on earth did they do that and, and yeah. keep recreating different looks. And talk, you know, just you mentioning, you know, this, I mean, what goes on behind the scenes and the crew guys doing all of that is incredible. You know, you know me, I come from a, a show background um, yeah. and just the stuff that they do, the technical movements, is absolutely incredible. I mean, Cirque du Soleil is another one that's mm. very, very um, mesmerising when you get to see what's going on in the background. But if anyone's seen The Lion King, oh my gosh, the way they change the stages there and the way it comes towards it, it's incredible. I think... A lot goes into it. I think there's probably around 10 plus probably rather more pantomimes going on across Bromley at the moment, from the mm. Churchill Theatre through, I think, um, up the Bridge House Theatre. Um, there's other ones, amateur ones as well. Mm. And even the amateur ones, like the uh, the players at the Temple Church, um, I'm not sure they've got one on this year, I don't think they do. Mm. But when they do, it, it, even there, the production values and the scenery and the costumery, the amount of effort people put but, in. You know, and I think it's important for the local community to support these smaller theatres so they can grow and then the uh, actors and actresses that come out of there can move forward onto bigger stages and kind of reach for their aspirations. Yep, exactly. Now, I have some news, um, and after the news, you might like to do an affirmation. Yeah, you the, missed my regular. affirmation. Hmm. I'm not missed it, I just uh, made sure, or I got, got to, <laughs> to make sure you looked it up. Um, okay, the, the bit of news I was going to mention was football, uh, and this is Altrincham, Altrincham nil, uh, Bromley 1, uh, and uh, this comes from a non-league football paper online, uh, and uh, it says... Ravens are sowing the seeds of a title push. High-flying Bromley battle to a narrow victory at free-scoring Altrincham one. They weren't then because it was no goals. To continue their surprise <laughs> promotion push. How dare they say that Bromley was a surprise in their promotion push. Omar Sawumni's first-half header from a Luke Coulson free kick was enough to earn the Ravens all three points despite the hosts missing several glorious chances after the break. They can't have been that glorious, can they? <laughs> um, I'm chuffed to bits. I couldn't be more happy with my lads, said boss Andy Woodman. Uh, this is the National League, the one rung below the uh, League 2, the beginning of uh, full professional uh, football, what used to be uh, League 4, uh, League Anyway, whatever. Uh, but yes, yeah, so two points off of automatic promotion as things stand. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps uh, they could use an affirmation or two, uh, starting with, we're going to get these extra two places up and stay there and get promoted automatically. But uh, anyway, over to you. So my affirmation today um, is, what is your dream or your goal? For what reason do you want it? And I think it's a good time of the year to start thinking about our dreams, our visions, our goals, and the real, true, true reason why we want those dreams and goals. We've, you know, it's about reflecting, re really getting deep and feeling that vision. Because if you don't, come January, um, all those things start to fall off. 
and you know what actually thinking of that this is perfect on the I was listening to I think it was the news yesterday and no it wasn't it was the chase I was listening I love the chase and um, one of the questions was when when do people's goals and resolutions fall off January end January or February the answer was end January because for the first three weeks people go in try and do their goals their visions all of it and then by that time they've lost motivation so it falls off at the end of January interesting Mm. Yeah, it, it's fairly well known that um, a New Year's resolution, that's about as long as it normally mm. lasts. So at the moment, I'm actually, re- um, I've gone back to my business plan and I'm re-evaluating it. I'm looking at my dream, I'm looking at my goal, and I'm planning action points. You know what, I can't even remember what my New Year's resolutions were, if any, last year. In fact, I tend to avoid them. I don't do New Year's resolutions. Hmm. However, we do do Spotted on Social. We do. Uh, and we talk about the mayor uh, quite quite regularly, the mayor of Bromley, mm-hmm. or in this case, the deputy mayor, uh, because this came from a piece of uh, news I spotted on social. Um, the mayor said, or the mayor's Twitter, on Friday evening, the deputy mayor had the very great pleasure of attending the Bromley Valley Gymnastics Centres. Bromley Valley Gymnastics Centre. Again, it's something I didn't know about. Hmm. So... Go the Bromley Buzz, because I'm sure that some of the people uh, who are listening will know. So we'll just go and investigate, see some people leaping about in an artistic manner. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Deputy Mayor, uh, Tony Rowe, who we interviewed a while ago, and I'm going to be putting up the full interview in the next few days, mm-hmm. uh, intended their annual Christmas gala. Uh, this was the first time the gymnasts had been able to come together and perform in front of an audience. Oh, what a shame. Uh, we had a festively fun day today and enjoyed Christmas dinner dressed in our festive jumpers. Yes, there's an outbreak of those in the borough at the moment, in support of Save Children UK. Well done, then. Uh, and thinking about Christmas di- uh, dinner, um, over to you for the bit of food news. Yeah, I was just going to say, isn't this the, the, the event that uh, Chandra Sharma went to? What, the gymnasium one? No, then the one I'm going to talk about. Sorry, I- <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't. I I'm been keeping an eye on Mr. Tangent Office of Resources social enough. Ah, okay. Anyway, so uh, talking of food, British Curry Awards. Now, Champagne Bromley, which is one of three Champagne or Champagne sites, Champagne with an S H A M P A N, uh, picked up the award for Best Restaurant London, Outer and Suburbs. So, a big congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, their food is divine. I do like their food. I think it said in there that they've been in the top ten for seven out of the last ten years mm. or, or more. They do really, uh, really so, well. Yeah. So they've got one, obviously, in Bromley. They've got another branch in Westrum. Mm-hmm. And the other, because there's three. Where's the other one again? I can't seem to remember. No, nor me. I'm um, not sure whether I've been so in So Bromley, Shanghai. Westrum, and somewhere else. But, um, yeah. So well done for winning the British Curry Awards. Yeah. And to be fair, I think the competition's quite stiff. Um, Bromley itself, never mind the whole of the rest of the ring around mm. London, of Greater London, uh, is full of really good Indians. So they must have stood out. Yeah, must have done. Mm. It's, pretty, it's really bizarre because Bromley, this like centre, is full of Indian restaurants, where when I look at Orpington, it's full of uh, Turkish meze restaurants. Mm. Interesting. Just an observation. Well, they come and they go over time, restaurants. <laughs> uh, right, one thing that is also been coming along gradually is 
Bromley as a hub for business, hence the startup uh, Bromley Library mm. Space, where we are now, and a number of other initiatives that have been going on, and we mm. talk about in the show. The council were probably quite chuffed if they saw a website called newbusiness.co.uk because there was something which kind of wrapped up everything that's been going on and just said Bromley is open for business. What more do they want? Uh, That brings me nicely on to the interview with Anna Flockett of Startups magazine and uh, now we can listen to that. Welcome to the Bromley Buzz, Anna Flockett. Thank you so much Darren, thank you for having me. Good morning, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, Nice to be speaking to an editor-in-chief. It makes me sound so posh, doesn't it? I love it. Well, your magazine is quite posh, and uh, before I go any further, better say what it is. You are editor-in-chief of Startups magazine. That is correct. Yes, Startups magazine. And as we've uh, we've already spoken about before, it literally is what it says on the tin. So it is a magazine, it's a print and online publication dedicated to championing startups. So giving them a platform to share their story, their journey, tell us all about them, their product, what they're doing, and for us to hopefully share it with as many people as we possibly can. Well, just to say in passing as well, thank you for the opportunity to have something on the attractions of Bromley as a place for startups in the online side. That's much appreciated. No, I love it. I love finding out like little startup hubs all across the UK when we first started. Um, obviously, London is like the epicenter uh, in the UK, especially of startups. So, we, um, as we are based in Kent, um, I know that was a, a big thing for us both. Um, we obviously um, very uh, venture up to London quite a lot for events, for hosting events ourselves, for meeting people, and um, just to be part of the buzz. But there's so many um, different places all around the UK that have turned into startup centres and startup um, hotspots, let's say. Um, and that's one of the features that we do in the issue is the startups hotspot. Um, we tend to go worldwide, so we look at different cities and what they can offer startups, um, how popular startup communities are over there, what what businesses mean to the, the sort of cities that we've covered. But yes, we've done uh, Birmingham for one, London obviously, and so it'd be good to um, to find out what Bromley has to offer the startup scene and what you guys are up to in beautiful Bromley. Bromley. Well, my, my pen can hardly wait to get moving, or possibly typewriter, as the case may be, or indeed laptop. Um, yeah, the, I was in um, the heart of Bromley yesterday, uh, near, near the milestone, which says that we're 14 miles from Seven Oaks and 10 miles from London Bridge, I think it was, uh, and indeed um, near the tree that is literally in the centre of Bromley, which I only discovered about a little while ago. And we've got things in there like... Um, the Royal Bell Hotel, which used to be an old um, coaching stop and was mentioned in Pride and Prejudice, uh, you know, the, the, the very uh, annoying uh, aristocratic lady whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, sort of said, oh, if you pass um, the bell, um, mention my name and I'll give you fresh horses or, or whatever. Uh, so we're quite famous from that point of view. I was walking past a, a commemorative plaque which said uh, this is the birthplace of H.G. Wells, the uh, writer of War of the Worlds and things like that. Um, and I went into an Italian delicatessen, which, like so many places, started up during lockdowns and uh, had an absolutely lovely lunch and uh, discovered that I could buy a roll of Induja, the 
uh, sort of spicy stuff that you can get on pizzas these days. First time I've seen that in the flesh. And, and it's all these places that are bringing this to us because they're starting up or, um, you know, both on the street uh, or tech, like a lot of your content, or indeed uh, um, Gymshark. Um, I just I was reading yesterday, they're opening up their first shop, and that started within a few years ago from somebody's um, living room, I think it was. And it, it, he sold his some of his interest in the company for like £100 million recently. Amazing, yeah, they're one of the fastest growing startups in the UK, they're absolutely smashing it. Um, but yeah, so much history in Bromley, I, I wasn't fully aware of all of it. Well, I haven't even gotten to Charles Darwin yet, so uh, the origin of species and all that kind of thing. But um, as for you, yeah, nice hook actually. History, uh, how did um, startup start up? <laughs> what a great question. <laughs> so we were born from another publication. Um, so our parent publication, Electronic Specifier, is a um, electronics engineering publication um, that is uh, a lot more B2B. So uh, I was working there with the, with the rest of the team and we were um, attending a lot of events um, within the tech and electronics world to um, learn and write about these electronic components and this technology and um, some of which involved a, a few startups so we were speaking to these startups about obviously their technologies their sensors their lights whatever and um, we quickly realized that when it comes to startups and small businesses obviously the products the technology the the solutions they're creating are amazing but it's more than just that. It's about the person, the founder, the journey, what they've been through, their team, their challenges, their funding, etc., etc. So we decided that there wasn't necessarily the platform for them to shout about it in the, the most appropriate way to get the most benefit from that. So we decided to, to create Startups Magazine to give them this platform. So that was born um, April 2018 and was our first issue. So um, yeah, we're coming up to four years old. Um, and I stepped up to be the editor last January, so uh, yeah, coming up two years. Well, I know it's a, a bi-monthly magazine uh, with primarily tech content, much more diverse online, and you have the annual Hustle Awards. Uh, and I was looking at the shortlist for this, and uh, or one of the shortlists, this was for UK Startup of the Year for last year. And as an illustration of the um, not purely tech focus, uh, you can't do much better. So you had ILO, a unique collection of products created exclusively by women for women, or women for women, empowering us to take ch charge of our sexual health and well-being. Tree, point, tree points, uh, which is to do with planting trees and uh, supporting local community and offsetting carbon footprint. New Deer underwear, uh, back to theme of uh, Electron RX, a deep tech team of interdisciplinary scientists and engineers novel technologies to sense the physiological environment and inform personalised therapeutic interventions. Uh, near my word, working in a tech area, you have to be a translator so much of the time for all these long words. Uh, but anyway, finishing with Elan Lingerie. Uh, so it's definitely the case that um, Startups Magazine is very wide based in your interest. Yeah, definitely. So when it comes to the um, magazine content, and we do have a little bit of a focus on tech startups. That can be anything from an app to obviously like a hardware solution, anything within the tech sort of space. But as you say, online we do um, cover a lot more like business topics, anything to do with like the 
Startups World um, and the Hustle Awards. Um, we are super proud of these and they are open up to anyone. So we don't want to discriminate um, any startup of any genre um, can uh, apply and uh, nominate themselves, sorry. And this year we're going even bigger. So there'll be announcements coming soon, um, but they'll, you can expect a lot more categories, um, a lot more businesses that will be celebrated. Um, and yeah, so super exciting. We just wanted to, you know, bring people together in another way and celebrate even more businesses and startups for the incredible things that they are doing. Well, you've got uh, some worldwide content in there as well. I was looking at the issue and you've got things from Cape Town. Yes, so that was one of our hotspot articles, so where we um, zoned in and had a look um, at what Cape Town has to offer the startups community, um, how like the startup small business ecosystem is over there, um, and my colleague Alex, who wrote the piece, um, yeah, she interviewed some from some businesses from over in Cape Town. Um, we're we're always like interested to see what's going on in other parts of, of the world and, and of the UK, as I, as I said. Um, but yeah, we want to speak to as many startups as we can. And so, you know, we um, we'll, we will be attending, fingers crossed with COVID, um, the Consumer Electronics um, Technology Show in Las Vegas in January. And there is startups there from all over the globe. So we then make connections and then can hopefully follow up and do interviews with them. So, yeah, we've done interviews in the past issues from, um, from startups that are based all over the world. We are, um, yeah, we're trying to reach as many people as possible. Well, one of the things I'm pleased to see in there as well, because uh, it's something of a saying now that uh, starting up a business is a bit of a lonely place and uh, a real strain with very high figures of people who don't succeed in their first year. Uh, the issue I was looking at again uh, has a lot on mental health. It's a big topic. Every year we do um, six issues, and each issue is themed. Um, health and mental health is always um, uh, is one we cover every year. It's such a big thing. Um, obviously, there's a lot of health tech startups, and that sector is obviously booming um, with the last 18 months as well. But mental health, um, and also your physical health, health as a founder, I think, and as an entrepreneur, can sometimes be put to the back of your mind. Um, you, you're so persistent, and you're so determined. Um, and obviously so passionate about your business, that's why you started it, um, that sometimes you don't necessarily notice like potential burnout or, you know, sometimes struggling being on your own, um, offloading some work. Um, so yeah, it's something that we find really, really important. There's an article in there about stress, there's an article about burnout, there's an article about obviously like mental health and um, we spoke to Calm, uh, <clears throat> sorry, Calm, um, and um, yeah, we just wanted to kind of like give some advice as well to the um, the startup founders, um, and like really hone in on on one sort of area that is really really important as a as a startup as a founder, but also for everyone. Like sometimes it's you need to take a step back and and think of yourself and. You may think that's selfish or you may think it's the wrong thing to do, but in the long run, you will thank yourself one day. Well, apart from anything else, um, when you're in a running your own business position, one of the easiest things to do is to forget, like, in a normal job, so to speak, you have 20 days, 25 days, 30 days annual leave, and you work out what days to take off. It's very easy to forget to take any time off, apart from the odd holiday, uh, as a business person. Yes, definitely. 
recently and so many um, business owners um, entrepreneurs that I speak to say when they even go on holiday they take their phones they take their laptops and they never fully switch off and I think that is definitely one thing that is important that yes you are super passionate and obviously you're driven but you also do know when to turn off and just take that me time um, and you can separate yourself from your your little baby for even if it's just a day or two but yeah I think that's really important yeah, I do agree. Now, talking of important things, how do people find the magazine? And of indeed, course. the online side. Of course. So, um, online, we are at www.startupsmagazine.co.uk. Um, you will then um, find the digital magazine, which is completely free. You just have to subscribe. Um, we also distribute our magazines to workspaces all across the UK. Again, they're free to take away and pick up. If you find a workspace that doesn't have some, please get in touch. We can always send some overs onto the workspace, want them. Um, and we are on socials, all, all socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, the lot, LinkedIn, um, at Startups Magazine. Um, and we also have a podcast ourselves, which obviously you can find on Spotify and Apple, and it's on our website, um, but it's called The Serial Entrepreneur. So yes, find us everywhere. Um, please get in touch and please tag us on social media. We love seeing people reading the magazine. Well, it's always nice to be talking to a fellow podcaster as well. <laughs> Definitely. I love podcasting. And uh, yeah, yours is a fantastic one, Darren. So thank you so much for having me on. Uh, an absolute pleasure, uh, as they say on um, Paul Andrews Business Bunker down in uh, uh, Ashford Way as well on Channel Radio. There we go, a, a quick sneaky one in there. But uh, literally each podcast does tend to have its own go-to phrases or um, characteristics. So one of ours is that when we finish off the Bromley Buzz, we tend to attempt to make a bee-like sound and hum along to a tune. So we've been doing Christmas carols lately, uh, which has been semi-disastrous at times. Um, Paul Andrews um, usually says it's an absolute pleasure to speak to their guests, and uh, I think Zenat, my co-presenter, has caught that with her mental health show as well, which is also on the, the channel radio. Um, <clears throat> by the way, um, talking on the podcast, any particular way that people can get to listen to that one? Is it on Spotify, like so many are? Yes, on Spotify, Apple Music, um, and there's a, there's a link to it on our website. So if you scroll down to our website, we have a link to our podcast there. So it's always on there as well. Superb. Tons of content. Thank you for just being part of this really important uh, space of helping people who are energising the economy and mean so much to the rest of us. No, thank you so much. I think um, we said earlier that we both share a passion for um, talking and uh, small businesses. So, uh, yeah, definitely a space that it's, um, it's a privilege to be in. And I, um, yeah, I just love meeting and seeing all, all the amazing, incredible things that all the startups out there are doing. Well, thank you again, Startup Magazine. Thank you. Right, well, thank, thank you, for, uh, Anna, for being interviewed and giving us a chance to speak about uh, Bromley in uh, your online site, which I've got to do some uh, drafting for rather imminently. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, we have a little bit more of what's on. What's on. Um, before you go into the what's on, you know, mm -hmm. because obviously with the startups, I just wanted to um, mention again. Is this your interruption of the week, by the way? I'm just no, interrupting your interruption. No, 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 no. Not my interruption yet. Okay. I haven't thought of my interruption yet. In that case, yet. it was my interruption. It was your interruption. You're not allowed to do that. That's, that's my job. <laughs> anyway, speaking of startups, um, you know, last um, on the last episode, I mentioned these um, startup um, Bromley business um, program that's starting, mm. and I just wanted to mention that again because it is so important that 
businesses around the London Borough of Bromley take up this opportunity to sign up into the library hubs, Biggin Hill, Bromley, Orpington, and I mean, it's free. Take up the um, coaching that's been offered on marketing, uh, social media, uh, business coaching, life coaching. It's numerous things. And you can get up to five sessions and it can be with one coach or it can be with five different coaches. And they're, you know, they're hour sessions. It's an absolutely fantastic opportunity. So I just wanted to make, you know, mention that again because it's not often we get this and if we don't use this budget that we're getting we're not going to get it again and Bromley's really trying to increase businesses coming here supporting entrepreneurs new businesses old businesses with those skill developments so yeah make the most of it yeah because a successful business means a bit more prosperity full of high streets all sorts of things yeah, like that local businesses yeah. that's what uh, we and, and the businesses then go on to sponsor local things like Orpington Football Club like uh, Bromley Little Theatre which like is the, the last Buzz. bit of the yes like the Bromley Buzz Hopefully. conceivably um, but Bromley Little Theatre uh, mm. which is a subject of another previous interview um, I'm going to see uh, It's a Wonderful Life, which is going to give me a lovely buzz, buzz tomorrow night. That's on until Saturday the 18th. And then in the new year, uh, from the 14th to the 22nd of January, they have a, their next production, which is called Flare Path. And that's mm. flare as in glowing lights. Um, and I think it has an aeronautical theme. Looks quite interesting, that one. Uh, and that brings us to the end of the show for this week. I think. Great. Hmm. So you can find us everywhere. And anywhere on our, you know, social medias, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Have I missed any TikTok yet? No, no, no we're not on TikTok yet. yet right. But Bromley Buzz. Yep. Do connect with us. Do follow, like, share and spread the buzzing love. How beautifully put. Right, let's just buzz out in a standard manner, I think. Yes. Zzz. Zzz. Zzz.